0: Welcome to Musically Speaking, the podcast with your hosts, Luis and Pedro, where we discuss all things music, the business of music, and making your mark as an independent artist. We're glad you're here. So let's get this show started.
1: Welcome to another episode of Musically Speaking, the podcast. My name is Luis. And my name is Pedro. I wanted to talk a little bit about one of my favorite Pop bands, uh, boy bands in particular, um, who've who've made—I'm not gonna say a comeback. Um, they've kind of stayed in public light, uh, and we're talking about the Backstreet Boys.
0: What are the
1: They currently have a Vegas residency, which has been very successful, where they sing most of their classics uh, that that they're known for. But they've also found the time to record a brand new album called DNA, which is brand new music, um, a little a little bit of everything. Um, and if that's not enough, the boys are getting ready to jump on a world tour to support that that's, album. That's
0: quite amazing.
1: Sure is. Very cool stuff. You think they come and gone. They were back you know, in the 90s during the... Was it 90s? Yeah, I will say late 90s doing the boy band craze. Yeah, that was late 90s. Yeah, with NSYNC and 98 Degrees and, and, and Christina and Britney and that whole crew. They've done two things, right? One is that they've stayed intact as a group, right? So they have all five original members. That is correct. Yes.
0: Big, big
1: feats, right? Because, you know, bands like that that were that big come and go. And, you know, NSYNC is a good example. Justin just kind of overshadowed what NSYNC was. I think he became much bigger than what NSYNC, NSYNC was ever, ever.
0: Yeah, there was no way that they were going to be able to continue being the way they were. I mean, yeah. NSYNC is very similar to like the Jackson 5. I mean, right with once, Michael, right. once Michael blew up, it was over. I mean, hey, was exactly.
1: no <laughs> That's it. That's it, done deal. And like I said, they had a residency tour in Vegas, um, which I think they're wrapping up now.
0: That's right, and that was popular.
1: Yeah, yeah, one of the biggest in in Vegas. They've been doing their greatest hits on that residency. And, uh, you know, I I think you can still buy tickets today. So, you know, if you're in Vegas and you want to go check out the Backstreet Boys and that's on your bucket list, go ahead and do that.
0: All great things must come to an end.
1: Backstreet Boys, larger than life. The award-winning Vegas residency at Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood. Announcing the final 18 residency dates. Get your tickets now. Backstreet Boys, larger than life. Final shows through April 2019. Get your tickets for all shows through April 2019 at Ticketmaster.com. The bigger amazement for me is that not only have they released a brand new album, DNA, which I love, by the way. And I have that on constant rotation in my iPhone. So they're doing it right. You know, they have some great songs that are a mix of pop, a little bit of country, a little bit of R&B swag. And there are a couple of videos out there of them doing some interviews talking about this album. And they tout it as probably one of their best in their career, which which goes a long way, you know. The concept of DNA is really accepting who you are. You know, we're all a different piece of this puzzle that, that makes up what, what we've become over the
0: years. It definitely has opened up the door for us to be really creative. We started working on this record over two years ago. We try to just push the envelope and sometimes that takes time.
1: It becomes kind of a challenge to try to create something that's never been seen before and that's our next goal.
0: I mean, this was uh first of all, it was number one on Billboard. Yeah. Uh nineteen year gap between number ones. I mean, black and blue was the last time that they were number one. So yeah. that's a that's a impressive feat. The other part that really impressed me, because being a number one album today is is a little easier than before because of streaming, but they sold two hundred and twenty seven thousand units of albums. That means that wow. you know, complete albums were right. purchased in some way. That's big. It wasn't like somebody was just streaming. So that that shows you their 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 staying power and right. purchase power.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And and the fact that they
1: are going out on tour for this for this album, it's not like they're going on tour like a greatest hits tour of Backstreet Boys. There is the it's the DNA tour. Um, so they're focusing on this album. I'm sure they're gonna sing their hits. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Of course, you know you got to give that to the fans. But it's exciting to see an act like this come back out and really do it big, like they were back then. You know who does world tours um, on on albums these days? You know that's world tours are really. We we're talking about Metallica. We're talking about you know older bands who are still doing their thing. Yeah. You don't find that really in new in new artists. And and world tours are world tours. We're not talking about the US, we're not just talking to Europe. All over. All over. So it, it's it's a big to-do, it's a big investment um and it's a big gamble and, and they believe in themselves. So um you know, they're I'm sure t- I think t- yeah, I know that tickets are on sales. Check out their website, backstreetboys.com. Check their tour schedule, see if they're coming to your town and definitely check them out and to have some favorite cuts. Yeah, op- I was going to op- say,
0: you're not yeah. going to just go through all this whole recommendation and not talk about some of your favorite songs because you know this is an album that and like you mentioned many of them said it's very it's one of their strongest and the dna piece to it because it's called dna the right. album was based upon them using they they i think they all took a dna test that was mm-hmm. kind of the background and they all wanted to see what was this what was the strongest element from their test to kind of build upon to make this album. What are some of your favorites?
1: Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Of course, they released that prior to the Grammys. And by the way, they got nominated for a Grammy. That's hard to do. Yeah, hard to do after a 19-year hiatus with new music. But Don't Go Breaking My Heart, of course. You know, folks, most folks know that song. That's their lead single. One of the things I love to do is listen to songs that are not out on the radio, commercially, right, right, right. So some of my favorites is uh, is is it just me? If you listen to it, it's really R and B, urban. The lead singer is by A J. for the most part, and I love his voice. He's part of the most R and B in that group. And then uh, of course, uh, chances uh, is another great favorite of mine's, and a song called No Place. I've been a fan of them for a while, so I, you know I kind of list when I listen to their records, I say, okay, well that's A J. singing lead or that's Nick. Well, that's Brian, you know, so I, I kind of know what they sound like. So I'm, I'm always interested in seeing who's singing what, because back when they first blew up, Nick and Brian sang most of the leads. AJ sprinkled in, but the other guys um, didn't really get to get to get involved. So Kevin uh, is another one who's singing country music. So he's saying he sings a country song on this album. But nonetheless, it's it's a good mixture of pop, R&B, country music sprinkled in. I think they've done a great job. I think they've nailed it. I'm looking forward to to checking them out on tour. I'm going to be a fan. I'm going to go out there cheering and buy a ticket and scream and sing along to the songs because uh, they they are part of my, not childhood, but teenagehood. So I grew up listening to Backstreet Boys, and they're one of the reasons that inspired me to get into music um, because I started my group around the same time, Strange Ways. Um, So uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited, and I I definitely recommend you go check out their album. uh, Check to their tour schedule, see if they're in your town, and... and, and, uh, and check them out.
0: Well, since we are talking about boy bands and obviously the Backstreet Boys right now doing a huge tour and doing some wonderful things, we cannot forget about their humble beginnings as as they were being discovered by a gentleman called Lou Pearlman. There is a documentary that is fresh released April 3rd 2019 it premiered over by uh, South by Southwest and the the name of the documentary is called The Boy Band Con The Lou Pearlman Story
1: Don't ever forget that this is show business always remember that while you're doing your show your business can be walking out the back door
0: The boy band craze to me was this amazing time in history that changed everything. We started selling out in stadiums, started selling out arenas. People were selling
1: a million records
0: a week, like nobody had ever seen sales like this before. And what a lot of people don't understand, the man responsible for this was Lou Coleman. The people who are
1: fighting me, fighting me, will be damn, damn sorry.
0: And for those who aren't familiar, Lou Pearlman was the original manager of NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Can you imagine being the manager of uh, two groups of that size? And a little bit about his life and, you know, he was born in Queens, which makes me feel kind of weird, right? So many, So many people that are doing some rough things right now in this world are from Queens, but I'm not one of them. But He's, uh, he's, he was a big businessman, moved over to Florida, started these boy band groups, and unfortunately he passed away in, in jail, actually. Uh, he was involved in some pretty uh, seedy business dealings, including stealing some really uh, large amount of money from these, uh, these bands, but this documentary goes into some really good detail about not just his, his life, but a little bit of his background. The filmmaker is Aaron Kunkel. Uh, I'm sorry if I said his name wrong, but it is a uh, well done, and it's done in kind of a true crime narrative with some obviously, you know, good music in the background. We're talking about ba- boy bands here, so uh, but it includes uh, Lance Bass, AJ McLean is in there, uh, Chris Kirkpatrick. So you, you know some of these fo- folks from the boy bands do mention. What, what they have to say they were interviewed for this so it's a big deal and Variety has uh, kind of got the scoop on it when they got to see the review and they had some really uh, interesting things to say about it I'm very interested in checking this out only because I was very familiar with Lou Pearlman and I knew and I was around with the big bat, the big boy band craze. I don't know why I keep saying big band that's weird but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah it, you know the Boy Band Con, the Lou Pearlman story, comes out April 3rd. The real interesting thing about this is that it's going to be available on YouTube. So YouTube bought the rights. Ah, okay. got YouTube it. YouTube bought the rights for this. I don't know how they're going to do this, whether it's going to be something that you have to be part of YouTube's paid service for it, or if they're going to have some sort of maybe free trial or something that you can do to to check this out, but this one is... A documentary that I think folks uh, should be checking out, and since we are talking about the Backstreet Boys and how they've been able to overcome all of that and still continue to perform on a high level, this will be uh, a yeah. worthy, worthy to watch.
1: Yeah, and talking about things to watch, kind of a self uh, documentary called "Show 'Em What You're Made Of." Um, I don't know if you had a chance to check that out, but it's it's uh, it's them kind of talking about the story of of how they got together as a group, you know, where they came from in terms of their their small towns. And they do actually talk about Lou Perlman in one part of the movie. They actually go revisit the home, uh, Lou Perlman's old house, and they kind of reminisce on on what that experience was like. Uh, So that's actually that's been out since 2015. So if you want to go check that out as a as a as a prelude uh, to this documentary coming out on Lou Perlman, I think that's a of a good idea.
0: yeah, and I, and I think it's important to note here that even though Lou Perlman was not necessarily uh, the best guy on the planet, I mean he gave us some pretty pretty good bands here. and he yeah. provided a lot of people a great escape with some of these uh, these songs that were put together. I mean, he was he was a manager in the essence of things. But as, as they noted in the documentary, he was a, a pretty good salesman. So he was able to
1: sell you the Brooklyn
0: Bridge. Yeah, he was able to sell you <laughs> some damaged goods and, and tell you that it was gold. And at the end of the day, that kind of salesmanship was needed to push what was Backstreet Boys and Sync to the level that they became. Because right. it wasn't an easy sell. People were really not feeling that boy band kind of feel anymore that was kind of almost a throwaway at that point uh, during the late 90s so worth watching
1: i don't know if this will be flushed out in the documentaries in terms of the contracts he made himself as the sixth member of each of these groups on paper he was a member of nsync and he was a member of the backstreet boys so not only was he making money on the management side but he was also making money um on the artist side and that and you know the guys caught on to that and eventually terminated their relationship and their contract
0: yeah and you know, that's one of the things that I like about this particular documentary is that we kind of know what's going on. We, we have an idea of, okay, this guy really robbed these guys and they did these things. But to, to have it done in a documentary style and in a way where you really get to get down to, you know, his way of thinking, where he was from, that he was actually doing some of the things that made him kind of a good guy in a sense. And some, more, you know, you make him more human. And I think that that's something that even when people do some ridiculous things, there is a human aspect to it. And that, that fascinates me. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, we'll definitely uh, check it out. Well, that concludes this episode of Musically Speaking, the podcast. Please be sure to visit us at www.musicallyspeakingpodcast.com for show notes and more information. Please be sure to share, like, and subscribe. Catch you on the next one.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Musically Speaking with your hosts, Louis and Pedro. Be sure to visit musicallyspeakingpodcast.com for show notes, past episodes, and our blog. Please subscribe, like, or share with a friend. Till next time.